Welcome to the TikTok Boom podcast. My name is Natalie Potts and I'm invested in helping people love what they do in life and business to achieve greatness. Each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you in taking action. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's go. The lost art of having patience and being in it for the long game. Recently, I've been having lots of conversations with people around building business and getting to their goals or they're, you know, having great ambitions. And the, the, the idea that keeps coming up, the word, the phrase, whatever, is all centered around patience. And it just had me thinking today about what could I literally come on here and talk about with absolutely no, you know, no script and just talk about what I know and inspire people, hopefully. So the reality is that patience is defined about accepting and tolerating delays, problems or suffering without becoming anxious or annoyed. And again, like if we were to really challenge ourselves and look about people we know in our worlds or in ourselves, who out of those just really struggle to be patient all the time? There's a society out there now that just wants instant gratification. I use an example that they might suddenly get on TikTok, they do five posts and, oh my God, we've not gone viral, end of the world, no patience. I used to mentor a lot of people in the corporate space and um, and I'd be like, you're not there yet. And I mentor coaches now on this and I say this phrase all the time as well, that you're not there. You haven't invested time, you haven't invested commitment, you haven't invested money, energy in yourself and in your business or in your career. So why do you suddenly think that you should show up and just be where people are who have invested years and years? It's not right. So going back to this idea about the art of patience and it's lost, we need to be in things for the long game. You need to position yourself with the vision that you will go out and win. You have to outwork others. And when people say, you know, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, there's an element to that. But there's an element to that that let's not take it as as gospel in, you know, you should work less hours and just be smart about how you work. It's a whole piece around looking at the foundations, what you've established, what, um, what that looks like in terms of how you show up, how you conduct yourself, what you do, how you do things. It isn't as just simple as I think, again, like, like, some of the quotes we see are that let's just take it at face value unpack and explore what's under the surface to what it really actually means um around that and i think that this isn't just covid right this isn't just covid that has got an unsociety of completely unhappy people and that's not a blanket it's not that everybody is but lots of people are unhappy than they used to be mental health is not in a great place in in uk or around the world but I think all that's done is just brought up things from to the surface and that's what COVID has, has brought to light. So some of it absolutely is, but not all of it is. And I'll give you an example. I'm currently going through a grief recovery program. So I've had therapy on and off for years now, like I'd say like six years, because I find it really powerful and I've had lots of different styles, practices, whatever you want to call it. Um, of therapy. I've had RTT, which is rapid transformational therapy by Marissa Peer. I've had, you know, CBT. I've had, I've done EFT. Um, I've looked at um, EMDR. I've, there's so many. 
And what I noticed was that I, I wanted to go back into a bit of therapy about probably, well, six months ago, I did went into private therapy, which was um, like a psychological program. And um, I, I realized that it was great, but it was very broad and it wasn't specific. And I was being able through that therapy, though, I needed to go through that to draw out some key areas that I really needed to get further focus on. And look at so I, I then looked at emdr for a friend and i was like oh it kind of deals with trauma i'm not quite sure what i feel about my uh, you know attachment association with the word trauma it just didn't fit for me so i always sometimes know that when i'm in this state i need to just pay attention to what's happening in the world and what happens around me and then i trust my intuition that when the right thing comes up i will know to go snap my fingers and go that's for me and invest and this happened with grief recovery recently. I was um, actually going to ask somebody who's, who's who I'm doing the, the process with to come on my podcast and share about the amazing work they do because it really interested me and I wanted to hear more about it. And the kind of chat we had just before around looking at what that podcast looked like, I sat there and I was like, I need this. I, I don't need the podcast at the moment. I need this recovery process myself. And it's been really tough. It's been amazing. I'm so glad I started it, but it's been really, really tough. And I was thinking today about what's one reflection, you know, in the last two weeks that I've noticed, and it would be that I cry more. And that's not to, for people to feel upset or for me to feel upset. But what it shows me is that what I was doing a lot beforehand really well was taking everything and pushing that emotion down and not tapping into what was underneath that emotion. And then this is where if I go back to a few scenarios, let's use example then. So one of the reasons is that there's probably stuff past relationships I haven't moved on from. But grief actually is over like 40 areas of our life. It's not just losing a person. So the part I'm really looking at is is where I've left a career of 19 years. And what is familiar to us is suddenly gone and behaviors have to change and everything does and and it's a loss i've i lost a lot of self-identity at the time and i'm having to establish that again and almost find another natalie what i didn't like about some of the therapy i've had previously is they say that word like little natalie let her go and i was like but for me and it's not it's just about we all go on our own journey for me it didn't sit well that I had to let an idea go, but that's me still. I'm, that was very conflicting for me internally. So I believe you have to find what works for you, but there was definitely a lot of self-identity that was lost. Now, going back to the art of patience here, it's not overnight. It wasn't overnight that suddenly got me to a trigger where I left that career. It was an amalgamation of so many events you know, situations, feelings, emotions that that created that that trigger moment where it was like, boom, enough. And this is exactly the same. You have to invest time, energy, commitment, and know that it's gonna take time and be really patient with it. And I'm learning to enjoy that process so much more because I'm mindful of it. So it's the same with like our beliefs well, our beliefs are formed by about the age of 17 and Simon Sinek shared this on a recent podcast I'm not going to steal what he says because that'd be wrong to do so 
but it obviously it kind of resonated with me and it stayed with me to be able to share this you know off the top of my head as an example now with you but could you imagine how powerful life could be if we were able to understand our emotions and be able to form empowering beliefs not limiting beliefs i just think it would be really interesting to do a study and look at that as a younger generation through to older and the impact that had at their their later ages in life and what that what what it meant for them around achieving their aspirations living a life of, that's happy you know they're where they're happy and content living a life where they've they're managing their mental well-being and mental health i, I just think it'd be really intriguing and i'm so curious about this but you've got to learn to stick at things, even if you just invest and do little like 1% every day. So patience, I'm finding is a lot around this idea of again, being in the long game, look around, failing fast, understanding what works and doesn't work for you. And what I've realized is a bit like I'm trying to get better at with my my love of fitness is to understand and love the process more. When I did fitness in previous years, I was so invested in the vision all the time. And that's great to have there. I think it's really important. But science proves that people are pushed, you know, driven out of a, a pain point more. So I'm having to learn to love the process in things. And this is exactly the same with the process in building a business. You've got to be in it for the long game. Meditation is another example. Um, it's something I've been exploring and doing more of in the mornings. I don't do it every morning because I don't want it to become a chore. I want it to feel natural and I want it to be that the moment I do meditation, it puts me into a state that's calm, that's collective, that allows me to switch off and that has a power to make me feel better. And I don't think that that's suddenly going to be an overnight process either. And, you know, people do think things are overnight, like I shared about that TikTok idea, you know, and people will say to me, sometimes, you're lucky. And I'm like, I'm not lucky. I'm bloody credible to be where I am. I've invested a lot of time, energy, effort, money, I've sacrificed a lot to be where I am. And, and no way am I sitting here saying I'm the most successful person. That's not what I'm saying. But I do look around my life and think there's people that have got kids, they've got families, um, that you know, they didn't live on their own, they're with a partner and they're, they're set up. And it's like, I, I don't necessarily feel lucky. You know, but I am grateful, absolutely grateful for what I have. But I work solid for that, you know, when I was 18, I absolutely loved going and earning money. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie about that. I loved the fact that I had the responsibility of working and then leading people at a very young age. It felt good. And I thrived off of that energy. And, you know, I would have one holiday a year and it'd be a nice holiday. And yeah, my bonuses were probably what annual salaries are. But I worked and committed. I gave in my head as a mindset piece, my attitude to my career was that I was on 24-7, apart from holiday, and even then sometimes I'd be on it. But I would literally feel that if you needed me, 25 hours a day, I'd be there. And it caused so many rifts in relationships. I remember having an argument once with an ex um, about 10 p.m. at night because work needed me. And he didn't get it. And I said, I'm not explaining it to you. I said, if you don't understand how important this is to me, then this isn't going to be anything. It's not going anywhere because 
with, with all respect to you, and I don't like saying that phrase with all respect, but I needed him to be more respectful of my situation. I needed to be of his, but that wasn't going to work for me. I, I wanted, if I was going to have to give up work for that relationship, I would have been really unhappy. And I knew that. So, you know, I did give 24 hours and everything, but there's certain, you know, ways that I look and think, well, I'm not necessarily lucky. And, and this is the same in business when you're invested in your, your, your growing things, you've got to start and do the foundations. So many people are like, oh, I'm going to get a Facebook ad and do this. And I'm like, why? It's like, you don't even talk to people in your world that you know about what you do. So go and be, look at becoming a master, you know, be and hang around with people that are where you want to be, that will raise your game and push your, you know, your boundaries and your standards. And this idea of boundaries has been really poignant with me recently. And, um, you know, my coach is really challenging of me, which I love. And, and I value the professional relationship that we're, that we're building because every week we seem to build more rapport as well. And the other day I thought, oh, I'll message him a little bit of a, uh, a note to accompany my, my weekly report back to him, just to give a bit further context. 20 minutes, 20 minutes on soundboarding because I don't have people around me the same way I used to, to share what I'm feeling and to get those emotions out and to, to feel those emotions come through. And I needed to, and I needed to spout some off and, and kindly he listened and he came back with another 20 minutes about one, thank you for sharing everything and how powerful it was. Um, and, you know, just sharing that he loved the fact that I hated doing your weekly report because it was challenging and, and things are, again, like you've got to fail it. And I looked at that report and was like, it looks like I haven't done enough and that doesn't feel good. But doing that week in, week out, will either push me two ways. It'll push me away where I don't do any of it, which is, not going to happen or it'll push me in a way of how do I get better at it what do I need to improve on what do I need to learn who do I need to ask for help from and and that's the part of this process that I love and he sent me kindly I love this with people around you that are amazing and believing you he sent me a, an amazing book I'm going to start reading around um, setting boundaries and finding peace because I'm really struggling there at the moment and this is why I think it's so powerful that people remind themselves again about it's not overnight and to just be grateful for what you have, but invest in yourself, invest time, energy. And I say all the time, money, all these things, these are what you need to do. You need to create the foundations of stability. You know, ambition is so, so sometimes awfully hard because you have to be patient and it's to have those two is, is a real challenge, but you have to understand that some things are going to fail and that's okay. As long as you're pursuing your dreams in the right way, you will stay on track. And patience is hard because it is so important. It's a core ingredient to success. And Gary Vee talks about patience a lot, but with patience, he talks a lot, a lot about empathy. And I was on a personal development day this week with a business mastermind I'm on. And he said this amazing point about presence is more important than positivity. And I said, can I build on that, please, and ask you what your thoughts are around empathy? I said, because sometimes I don't think we live in an empathetic world. And again, Gary Vee talks a lot about this. So, you know, again, I'm not stealing anyone's ideas, but it, it resonates with me. I, I truly believe this, that we don't have empathy for others enough. 
And he came back and shared with me, but you have to have empathy for yourself. And it was again linked to his idea of boundaries. And he said, if you don't have empathy for yourself and look after yourself, then you can't be empathetic to others. And again, when you, I say this idea of paying attention, notice what you notice, it was so interesting because I thought, right, well, that really resonates with me around the idea of boundaries. And it really empathies, empathy, sorry, it really links between this idea of uh, the, the, the giving side, you know, being grateful and giving to others and serving others. Because if you, if you don't give and allow others to give back to you and accept that they can give back to you. So let's take an example of a compliment. If you're not great at, you know, receiving compliments from people, you stop them giving, therefore you stop the cycle, right? you stop the flow and I learned this about this is a poignant moment in Bob Berg's book The Go-Giver it's a brilliant book if you haven't read it but it's exactly the same thing with empathy if you you know you have to be empathetic with yourself too and allow people to be empathetic it's a similar idea of this flow for me and then you know it doesn't have to stick for you it's just what was coming to my mind in the reflections and then I was just thinking how powerful that was around the idea of um, just looking at where I'm going with some of the therapy and everything and, you know, and previously and then the grief recovery and the person who was doing grief recovery said to me, Natalie, I need you to put your own oxygen mask on this week. Where well, I had a really tough week a few weeks back and I was like, wow. So all of this stuff is just drawing together, but I'm allowing that to come through and I'm giving it space and I'm giving it time. I'm not saying, good, right, I've, I've got that. I need patience. I need to go in this. Right, I need to be almost empathetic. I'm going to do that this week. I'm giving it time and I'm drawing all of the reflections on the journey that I'm going on and thinking about what does that mean to me? How can I use that to become a better person? How can I use that to serve and be better for others? And I think this is really important when you're in something for the long game. So use these ideas and look in your life at what it means to you, what's going well out of these ideas and what you need to focus on and do more of. So like I shared earlier, work with people who are already there or doing what you want to do. Learn from them, model what they do. Don't copy them, but model what they do. Be around others who are driven, focused and leaders and experts in their craft. Because if you're going to run a business, you have to remind yourself that you are a leader too and leaders have to have compassion and empathy so finally i just want to bring all of that together and give you a moment to just think about what will be maybe three actions you're going to take from listening to this today and i want to draw that because so often we're just next, next, next. Let's listen to the next podcast. Let's read the next book. Let's do the next course. Let's learn, 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 learn. But you've got to know that within this patient side and long-term game, you've got to implement. You've got to, you've got to do. You've got to be a part of knowing that it's not, that's a form of procrastination. There's something in that. If that's what you just want to do is learn, learn, learn. And the next thing of, you know, all I just shared there. So take time out to think about the actions because the actions will make you look at what you need to do and implement. And that is 
what is going to be the key part to move you forward in a long game. So take that time for you. Be patient with this. Be kind to yourselves. Be compassionate. Be in it for the long-term gain. Even if you don't know what that looks like, be invested into it. Have your vision and be invested into it, but be in the moment too. Thank you so much for listening on that. I really hope, as I shared, you've really taken some learnings and that's inspired you on your journey. Make sure if there's something that stood out, you share this with somebody that could take value. Maybe there's someone around you to think they are not patient at all and they really need to hear some of the points in this. And I love hearing your feedback, so please leave me a review and let me know if this episode resonated with you. But for now, go and take action, make a difference, and, of course, have a great day.